Stick them up, partner. <laughs> I'm barely uh, looking for the sixth gun. How are you going to wear headphones with the hat on? Uh, <laughs> I, I think the answer is I can't. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to a rootin' tootin' episode of All New 52. It's been a while since we filmed one. I did it. <laughs> I mean, I really can't hear myself. I can't and- either. So, uh, welcome back to the all new 52, the podcast where we, I don't do the intro. I, I already did it. Oh, good. <laughs> whole, we're already past this part. You're, we're, we're on, we're retreading ground at this point. The whole headphones, uh, cowboy hat situation just threw me really off. threw you off. Joe, what did I make you read this week? This sounds like you're forcing me to read stuff I don't like. I didn't like this week's... Just just kidding. Oh, no. Yeah, let's start there. We've had a couple negative episodes. We've had the past three um, for back and forth negative negativity for the both of us. Really? What was our... So, Lux, I didn't like. Fantastic didn't like, Four. You didn't like Fantastic Four. What was before that? I think it was Shaman King. I like Shaman King. Oh, okay. I don't like the ending, but I had fun with it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so... What was, is this continuing the negative thread? No. Okay, good. I I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was, I did not realize until after we finished recording our last episode that you don't like Westerns. (laughs) Nope. I thought you were like most people and you were ambivalent towards Westerns. No, I don't like them. I like Westerns. Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up watching them, um, you know, Lone Ranger, Bonanza, John Wayne movies, the whole deal. So I, I have an infinity towards them, but you actively don't like them. Yeah. What, what is it about Westerns you don't like? Uh, you've seen one, you've seen them all, basically, in my mind. It's a very, very uh, straight That sounds script. like someone who hasn't seen a lot of Westerns. I, I don't like the setting, really, either. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um, but you didn't dislike this. Is no. it the Western-y stuff that keeps you from loving it or is like are there other elements that kind of negate the western setting see i don't think of this as like stereotypical western in terms of like plot structure more so in just a like eh, it's it's old it's old wild west yeah in terms of setting that's about all it has in terms of like western ideas yeah so this is the six gun it's written by cullen bunn and brian hurt i'm fellow member Um, of caleb's my tribe prestigious family He's also from the South. He's from South Carolina, though. Oh. So I don't think I have any family long down lost there. One. But hey, I wouldn't turn down being related to Cullen Bunn. Um, and this is the story about a. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've read this, um, so I'm gonna forget the names of the characters. But a old Confederate general. Um, it's like it's like General Hume or something. Yeah, like that. he his wife is working on resurrecting him, and he, while well, he was kind of you know running his reign of ter- terror during the war, came across these six arcane guns, each which give the wielder a particular uh, power. So there are some that are based off of like the Horseman of the Apocalypse, so someone can raise the dead of all the guns that, uh, of all the people Victims that, shot. yeah, one gives the, uh, the wife of the general long life and regenerative well, powers. Well, one of the bullets, if you're struck by the bullet, you can't die. Is that it wasn't that it, it wasn't that it was the gun. It was that she got shot by that gun. All right. But she does have a gun. Yes. Yeah. So it, she holds on to the gun and that keeps her alive. Yes. 
Okay. And then, yeah. And so there are some good people who are trying to keep the guns away. Um, one of them is a former soldier for the general. One of them is just a woman who kind of got caught up in all this and her, accidentally her, fired one of the guns. Her father had it. Yeah. And uh, so, he was a priest who stole it from the general. And so she has the gun that lets uh, her see the future or at least glimpses of it. And it's basically a race in this volume, a race to this one location um, where they're trying to get this uh, general's hidden treasure. And the general, of course, is trying to get the rest of the guns back because she has the general. She gun. has the yeah. sixth gun. Yeah, she has the titular. The sixth gun. I'm glad you said what that gun's power, because I was going to ask you, what was that gun's power? But I was like, oh, yeah, I gave her, I gave her visions. It's yeah. honestly the lamest power out of all of them. You can see the future. You can live forever. And then shoot fire. The Yeah. Then the four horsemen. Um, so one can like suck away all the skin on your body. If you're shot with it, one shoots fire, one, um, raises the dead, one shoots with the force of a cannonball. Yes. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like magic -y stuff here too, which appeals to me. Um, what was, uh, what were kind of some of your general positives? Um, I think, I don't know the main girl's name, but I think she's a pretty, pretty all right protagonist uh, i like how shady uh the other protagonists are like sinclair and all just his goon squad i like that you you, you don't know if you can trust them yeah really starting yeah. off because they're there you don't know what reasons they're in it for either for they're, for a good bit they're bounty hunters and yeah. so they kind of fit that bill mm -hmm. pretty well um i love how just laughably i am evil all the bad guys are oh yeah they're just there's all, no hiding it one of, the one that shoots fire he literally like wears like a scarecrow head where it's like i'm the bad guy and you can tell the uh the wife looks like morticia adams the, i was gonna say she looks like uh she looks like uh someone from one of tim burton's anime movies like she yeah, looks like sally or the girl yeah, from Fork spread yeah if this was made like 10 years ago she'd be played by helen bomb carter yeah yeah um that is definitely fun, and I, I like their designs a lot. It's very cartoony. That's And that's another plus. This doesn't look so much like a comic as it does just like a cartoon. It looks like one of those. looks like how the Avatar comic just looked like the TV show in comic form. That's kind of what this looks like, if, but it doesn't have a TV show, yeah. which I can get behind. I, yeah. like, I like the simplistic designs where it's not overly detailed or underly detailed. Yeah, they found the perfect middle ground. Mm-hmm. Of like, what are the features that like make these characters distinctive? With one exception, which wife, we'll get eyes. to. <laughs> yeah, giant eyes. Uh, there's one exception there that we'll get to, but um, that I'll say. Or some of the things you liked. Uh, so I like the setting a lot. I like this fan fantasy western uh, type thing. I think it's something that doesn't get played up that much because westerns have kind of died as a genre. But I like seeing this one. It's like the Jonah Hex movie, but good. Um, <laughs> And I think, uh, I think that there is some fun stuff with the villains. I think they're the real star of this, where the protagonists are fine, um, but the villains are the fun ones to be around and to watch and stuff. Um, so I like the mixture of occult stuff there. And also, just as a fan of Westerns, there are a lot of older Westerns where the good guys are Confederates, mm -hmm. uh, like usually ex-Confederates. I like that, no, in this one, the the Confederates are like, pure evil like and this doesn't dive into the politics of the civil war at all um you know it's set post-civil war but i think that there is uh that's just 
a more modern Western take that I appreciate seeing. And I also, I like that this tells a complete story and it's uh, five yes. issues. Yeah. Six issues. Six issues. But yes, I was, there was a point where I was like, oh man, we're not going to actually get a resolution, are we? Yeah. And then it does end. It ends in the, in the chapter. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to read anymore, but I don't have to read anymore yeah. if I want to know what happens. Well, and see, I am going to read more of it eventually. Um, I think I told you once I'm done collecting saga, I'll start collecting this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot more of it, but if like, if this had just gotten canceled after six issues, if it hadn't sold well, I wouldn't feel cheated. Like there's still bad guys are still on the loose. There's still some good to be done, mm-hmm. but I, I would feel like I got they a did their goal. story. They accomplished spoilers. The the evil Confederate zombie journal does not rise from the dead. He is, <laughs> not he is fully. halted. Yeah, not fully. But yeah, uh, he can come back though. Um, anything, uh, anything else to say before we get into the negatives? No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, so this is this is uh, your book. You should start with the negatives for this one. Yeah. So um, why why I kind of sizzled before about some of the characters not looking distinct? Um, Sinclair, the main good guy who's not the woman um he looks exactly like the pinkertons are sent out to kill yes, he does yeah there are some pinkertons in here who are working for the wife of the general and they have the same type of clothes they all same have similar hat. yeah similar hats similar facial hair so it was really hard to like tell them apart and more aptly to see that oh this guy is like separated from them he's not just another pinkerton um that's something that becomes less of a problem as the book goes on, but definitely can throw you off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the only big negative I have of this. My turn. All right. I shouldn't have a grin. I like this overall. I think everybody's really underdeveloped. Yeah, that's Every, fair. No, everybody is just as plain as the character traits they're introduced with. The biggest thing about these characters are their designs. Yeah. They are design forward characters mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of internal depth. And there's not really any uh arc for yeah. any of them throughout the book. Uh <laughs> yeah, you get you start to learn more about them but they don't grow. No. They it's it's more it's just a little bits of surface knowledge that you yeah. you learn a little bit more about but no one no one has any kind of growth. And uh, aside from their introduction, when you're learning about all the guns with the bad guys, the villains stay relatively stale, in my opinion. I like I like uh, the general just because he's a decrepit corpse. And it's funny whenever he pops out because he's still in chains and a coffin. Yeah. But he's the only one that really stands out to me after that first introduction. Um, I think I think that the four horsemen, some of them, not all of them, some of them are like they aren't interesting characters but they're like compelling threats and so i'm like i'm worried when they're going up against war with his like um his gun that can like blow up half a building um and then i do like i like the general and i like his wife i think his wife is like because she falls into an archetype i've seen before Mm -hmm. i can assume a lot about her but i think that's fair uh another thing is uh this is gonna sound like petty (laughs) I think the title's stupid. <laughs> the sixth gun. Like I think you could I don't I don't have any alternatives, but I feel like that's such a small part of like it's not like they're on the hunt for this gun. Like they got it. It's it, this is I don't feel like it's the driving force because by the end of this book, they have like three of the other guns in their possession. Yeah, that's something that there's a lot that interests me 
not to slip back into positives. There's a lot that interests me about moving this forward. And part of that was like, well, who's going to get the guns? Are they going to lose guns? Like mm-hmm. you have to kill someone to be able to use the gun. Yeah. So like, is Sinclair going to die? And then, Oh no, they've lost like most of their guns. That's, I find the, that to be all really interesting. Um, but yeah, the title, I'd, I, like I said, it sounds yeah. like a petty, a petty, uh, petty negative, but it's, God. Nothing about that title makes me like, yeah, I want to check that out. It's, that's fair, yeah. The art does. I I think the art is really, really good, but that's just not a not a good title. Um, anything else? Um, no. This was relatively like lukewarm for me. It's like you know, I've wasted my time reading other books, like much worse. Would you say this is a waste of time, though? No, no, but like yeah. In the sense that it's like, you know, I've seen some movies I couldn't really say were bad, but I didn't, you know, yeah, necessarily love it or anything. They won't stick with you. Yeah, you I, I, I will forget for, yeah. I will forget that I read this in like probably like two months. Yeah, yeah. And I think the characters are probably a big part of that. Yeah, I, I couldn't be bothered to remember anybody's names besides Sinclair. Yeah. I, no one's name stuck with me even as I was reading it. You know, I... It's been a couple weeks because I had some traveling to do and stuff uh-huh. in between us recording. So we had a longer stretch between me reading this and we recording than we usually do. But I still remember most of the beats really well. Like I remember like them in the town where they're having the first big gunfight. I remember them with the Thunderbird, which is pretty cool. Um, I remember, of course, the fight at the fortress at the end. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the plot's gonna stick with me. It's relatively simple. Like, yeah, there's not there's not too much. Uh dust isn't the right word just like scraps of not sidetracking yeah, content, not fluff. filler yeah. filler, fluff why couldn't i think of that fluff there's not a lot of fluff to like get you in the way of figuring out oh yeah here's what's going on all right any other thoughts on the six gun no i i kind of want to have more because i feel like this is this is this is very very relatively short but there's not there's not a lot going on here yeah, and I think I think it's a great pilot, great pilot for a TV series. Well, and it did very much feel like either a first movie or like a first season, um, like but not a full season, like a test season, mm-hmm. um, like one of those six episodes Breaking Bad with its yeah, six episode yeah, first season before like, it got a full order. Like we have enough faith that we're not just gonna go off the pilot, but we don't have enough faith to like give you know, it a full order. Yeah. Um, of course, those are analogies. This is a comic book. This is a perfect trade, like length and yes, stuff. Yes, in my opinion, that that that's another. We we did say it was a positive. How I like that's a good yeah st- complete, complete story. story. But also, it's good length of a complete story. This is a thicker. These are longer comics than normal. I don't think they're that full. Uh, that twenty pages that we're used to because that that is a thicker trade than normal. Mm-hmm. But um, and I do think some of the issues drag a little bit. But oh being a nice concise six when you zoom out yeah when you zoom out it's um how nice how would you compare this to i guess saga is the most comparable just in the sense that that's another indie comic that's not an ip based yeah i think this is better just due to saga saga isn't really great collected in a trade i feel Mm -hmm. like because it doesn't have a nice concise story that yeah, i think really yeah. suits trades and i am also not a fan of like writing for the trade in a lot of cases because it can just drag stuff out but well, it just depends like writing for the trade is something that i think happens more when you're doing ongoing stuff mm-hmm. this just feels like a concise story yeah like and i think there's something to be said about when you're doing an ongoing story having like 
those narrative arcs that feel full and complete. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like, uh, we were kind of jam packing stuff in here. Cause we can't stretch out like a two more issues. Yeah. Right. And, and like I complained about in the fantastic four, uh, episode, I, I think having a nice concise trade where it feels thematic all the way through yeah. is, is a really important thing, especially since trades are like, I think more people read trades than they do floppies. Probably, yeah. Well, especially with stuff like independent comics. Yeah. Because you, uh, I I feel like you would be more willing to spend your money on a trade because it's overall a better deal mm-hmm. than paying $4 for each one of these issues. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, inoffensive <laughs> to my reading palette. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't, think... I, I feel like I'm coming off a little more negative than I really am. I just... Not after the last couple episodes, we saw real <laughs> negativity there. Yeah, I just, I don't, I have, I have no strong feelings towards this. Which, honestly, after I found out that you don't like Westerns is exactly what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the future, I will probably give you more Westerns to read. Probably not. There aren't many good Western comics out there, so I don't have a lot to choose from. But what do I have for you, Caleb? You oh, know already. I know. This yeah, isn't, this isn't a surprise. There. Yeah. Joe just decided to drop the facade. Well, I had I had an idea of how I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to feel like going through it because I was going to change shorts and go, it's morphing time. <laughs> Cause it's, oh, it's, wait, wait. I mor- morphed it's morphing. into regular Caleb. It's morphing time. Justice League versus uh, Power Rangers by our boy Tom Taylor, probably my favorite writer in comics currently. He is he is up there. I'm not sure I'd put him at I'd put him number one, but if he's not number one, he's, he's in the top right three. Like he's great. Um, yeah, and I got this for you for Christmas. Yeah, this so. was a Christmas gift. Uh, I I vaguely remember Caleb texting me, uh, like. You texted me, what's your, like, who's your one of your favorite writers right now? And I said Tom Taylor. Yeah. And then I think you bought it for me while you were well, there. And or then something I like asked that. you, then I asked you, do you like Power Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. I've never, I've never read a Justice League comment unless we're counting Doomsday Clock, but that's kind of its own. I would count Injustice as Justice League-ish. I suppose, yeah. A normal Justice League comic, and I've never read a Power Rangers comic, but it's also one of those like Transformers where I was like, yeah, I could probably get into it. Yeah, it's a little too self-serious and I don't know my Power Rangers lore that well, but I could I could I could jive with this. Yeah, and I don't think Tom Taylor does self-serious that much. No, I think I think we're in safe hands. Yeah. So hopefully this is a super positive one coming up next. Yeah, I'm excited. This is as much a recommendation for you as it is for me. Recommendation. Forcing you to read it is is forcing me to read it. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, as always, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give us five stars on iTunes and listen everywhere. Get get us all the all the plays. And for any suggestions that you want uh, Cowpoke Caleb and me to read, be sure to email them to allnew52podcast at gmail.com. Well, little doggies, it looks like our boys made it back to the ranch, but they couldn't have done it without you. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.